long as I laugh. There you go. That's right. Here, and, and yeah, you win. If you're gonna. Well, it doesn't matter. You could sit there. You and is that cool? The... Yeah. I'll bail as soon as Charlotte. If, yeah. When I say my hi, sure. I'm. Blah. Well, I no. All I did is I I labeled the microphones as me and you and Charlotte. Oh but... well, I can sit over there. No, cool. hey, dude, whatever. You're actually you're the guest, so I want flipping. you to be the if most comfortable. Mind, like you should dye your hair real quick. Tall, then sit up high. Yeah, no. but I, we can switch. No, no, don't no, no, switch. No, no, you you okay. be just you adjust the mic. I do like a boom mic. Oh, you want? Well, you can switch the stand. Okay, whatever works for you, bro. Usually the couch needs the boom, if I'm gonna be honest. Okay, but get get on in there and let's get some signal levels, see what that and adjust that motherfucker like you need. Yep, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one, two, one, two. What uh, is up? There you are, yeah. Live and direct. Charla, that's you. Live and direct. I'm not Charla. No, you're just mislabeled. It's okay. Here you, you can switch here, the XLRs you, you, you real quick. Well, I mean, pretend set. to be sure. Well, the XLRs where I don't want to switch. Because oh, what's like, happening? The, the runs. Uh huh. Uh -huh. I could switch the stands. Who am I? Am I Seth or Charlotte? You're Seth right now. Hi. Give us Hello. A show. Yeah. How's yeah, it going? Yeah. Seems decent. Yeah. Okay. We're on air. You We're got, on air. The other thing is that was a nicer the preamp was. Oh well, one. let's. Well, I'll sit over there then. Yeah. That. No, dude, it's not gonna make a fucking difference. Yeah. I mean, when, at what point do you give him the quaalude for the interview? We're not picking <laughs> up. We're not. <laughs> I don't have any quaaludes. Like, no quaalude. I don't have yeah. enough for everybody. There's no quaalude. And I, I think you, you don't drink, right? Hmm? You don't drink, or you do? Or? Oh, I drink. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, dude, I'm. So, Charlotte has like gone to town, which is a blessing mm -hmm. that she's got. But I've, and we have like separate threads for all of them, so I've forgotten because some people don't drink. But do you, you drink? You want you want a beer or? A no, drink, I'm right? good. Actually, I'm good though. But okay. yeah, no, I do drink, but I'm also totally cool not to drink. Yeah, no, that's the way to be, man. I feel you. This show, I'm always drinking. We were drinking. Well, not always. And a couple of beers, usually. Yeah. But I also it's a, had. It's a sipping experience. That's not a throwing them down. Right. Well, it depends. The first one is a <laughs> sipping experience. The yeah. seven o'clock is the uh -huh. sipping experience. Well, what are you drinking? I got a little uh, uh grain alcohol. It's vodka with orange juice, but it's vanilla vodka with some orange juice. So it's oh. a it's a creamsicle. Well, that kind of hey. sounds that sounds nice. Oh, I would you like? To, a I might have to go for that. Oh, yeah. dude, fuck you, yeah. get a creamsicle. Can I share this one with you? Um, so a guy walks into a bar, goes to the bartender, hey, I want three pints of an IPA. Bartender's like, right on. So he pours them, lays them out. The guy's just sitting there, and he's just sipping at them. Each one a little bit. Bartender look like, what are you doing? Why didn't you just get one and then, you know, get the next? They'll be colder, better tasting. It's like, oh, well, my brother's moved away. Oh fuck. So anytime any of us Dude, go out, I, I, I just I'm just gonna text. Sorry, I was gonna text Charlotte to make you that drink, and I realized I think I just finished the orange juice. <laughs> I'm you pretty win. sure I have no more orange juice. Oh. Um, so the so the bartender. But we could go. See, I've got I've got plenty. I got a full. Uh, let me finish your story, Nate. Sorry. Okay. So bartender's like, okay, well, why didn't you just buy the, you know, one at a time? And he's like, oh, my brother's moved away. So whenever each of us go to a bar, we order one a, a pint for each of us. And we just sip at them and remember each other. And think, you know, it's just a, an honoring mm -hmm. of each other. Yeah. Bartender's like, okay, that's kind of cool. That's sweet. And so the guy shows up somewhat regularly for months and does the same thing. So he's like, right on. And he shows up again and he orders two beers. And just sipping at him, and the guy bartender's like, "I'm sorry." And he's like, "Why?" He's like, "Well, you usually order three beers and drink them." And he goes, "Yeah." He's like, "Well, I'm sorry if one of your brothers passed." He goes, "Oh no, I quit drinking." Yeah, it's <laughs> nice, <laughs> uh -huh. cute. 
Very cute. It's a clean joke. Yeah, which that is. To me, that's a, hard a super to dad by. joke. <clears throat> oh yeah. Hope somebody's not a dad. I don't. I don't work clean, folks. I don't work clean. Now you and me both. Most now we riding dirty up in this motherfucker. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you got the wrong guy for the gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man. Clean. No, clean. I don't care how gnarly they get. Don't that was a pretty wrong. good clean joke, though. It was. <sighs> well, they, I I could tell her to bring you something. I don't have any orange juice. I think I fucked up there. That's <laughs> promising. You could drink it, some of that moldy brine with that. Bucket. Definitely mm. don't drink drink the moldy <laughs> brine. So I tried to brine my turkey, and got mold in mm. the brine. And had to ditch it. Yeah, what if you made this magic recipe that, you know, you tripped out on? Oh, no. that's Dude, that was black mold. That ain't the trippy mold. That ain't the good mold. That's the bad that mold. Attitude. So, you know, it's funny. Yeah, so I keep... <laughs> Facebook gives me the weirdest... I mean, usually they're good ads. Like, it's guitar pedals and shit that I like. Um, but they... There's mushrooms that they sell that, like, come in a little tuna can mm. that you're supposed to eat, right? But they say right on them what they are, and they're not psilocybin. There's something else. And like everybody starts commenting on that shit, like, dude, that's not the right mold. Like, don't right. eat that one. <laughs> right. Like, I don't know why they're selling you this shit, but that makes you feel bad, not good. Right. It's the opposite of what you want. Yeah, I I have uh, I have yet to find uh, any sort of a purchase from a social media ad that was uh, that was good. They're usually I mean, shit. I mean, good is it not even, yeah, not even remotely to just like, just, uh, I always like, look, if I look at, I think something's cool, like just go deep into the comments and you start finding people like it's this is complete horse shit. It's too good to be yeah. true. Don't order that, you know. Yeah. Well, you just yeah. go look up the product directly yeah, it's and true. then find out what's what. It's that, well, and, I mean, I've also found really cool shit on Facebook ads, no doubt. I've been turned on to ideas, but I will the, never buy anything directly well, from a Facebook ad. The best shit is fake. The best shit doesn't really. The best shit is those fake mushrooms. That's what I mean. Like when you look at something, it's the most enticing, the coolest thing ever. It's probably a scam, right? Like most things. So like it's a PCP LSD cross, actually. Right, <laughs> right. You can mail order Sold from as a Amazon. Issue. Yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, something ain't right about right. that. And guess what? As Homer not. says, I'm not not licking toads. <laughs> I guess that's a real thing. I've never Evidently, known, yeah. I've never I've known never. anyone to lick a toad. Well, like we dude. talked about earlier, it's like what what have we eaten, drank, fucked, sucked, smoked? To figure it out. To figure out what works and what doesn't. And what motherfucker maybe trying to eat it would like I've, lick it. I fucked I, I You fucked I decided not to fuck someone the other night that like yeah, I figured that out quick. I was like, Yeah, no, actually that's right. What so. you just didn't like them or No, really like she's a good friend. Uh we're good homies. Oh, but then you it didn't got, want to fuck But then it got it's yeah, she's like, We're gonna fight. I'm like, Oh yeah, and then I was like, God damn it, like Fucking, you know, I'm picky. Sex complicates things. Too. I'm really picky too. Yeah, well, that's good. You should be picky. I'm really picky. Like, Look at I'm, you. You're I'm fucking stud. Down, I'm not down with Seth. like. I don't know what like. There's this trend like. There's this, like pubic hair is like back, and I'm like not down. Oh no. I, Who? I wait. Gotta have, I gotta have hardwood floors. Man. Yes. Whose pubic hair is back? Come on. Well, a lot of chicks. Because really, like, in the last year, do you like, live in Boulder? Three girls. <laughs> <laughs> It's not a fair question. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. <laughs> no, here's my question. James, I live in James. Do they also Town. have okay. armpits or not? No, no. Oh, it's but, just yeah. Huge. It's just like and like some sometimes it's like I'm like man because I got like every it's different you know different not if they want head if is you this want head on the interview right now it is, is, <laughs> Dude, it is. I I, oh, I never Lord. stop we start yeah. oh my god it's okay I got Dude. well fine then we I'm gonna I'm gonna clarify myself. I'm well, trying to name I, I, is, I'm gonna, I'm gonna addresses. My, is, is that I got I got work to do down there. You know, I, I got yes. work to do. That we gotta get that shit You're out of the way. Yeah. And and it's reciprocal. 
you know it's reciprocal yes, it's i'm true. you know so that's true. uh no that's what know. i was gonna say like don't expect well you end up with a jerry head i spend a lot of money on razors you know so it's reciprocal yeah fair know? enough yeah yeah. It's good to keep your shit trim. It's uh, yeah. I mean, just, it's just keep it nice, man. Yeah. I mean, keep it nice, hair, gentlemen. Hair also holds odor, and again, it's like yep. I just I got work to do down there. I got to get that shit out of my yeah, way. Yeah, there's shit in the way. It's it's like weird, you know. Some things some things uh, stop people. Some things are really like big turnoffs, and some people don't notice. And there's some things that just stop me in my fucking tracks. Yeah, it's like oh. No, no, I'm not doing that now. No, 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 yeah. honey. I'm sorry. This has changed the course no. of this interaction. We, yeah, <laughs> yeah, God. yeah. I, you know what? I can't well, honestly say I've been there, tongue. but I feel you. A portable tongue, right? It's like pig on a stick. That's right? what you pretend like you were gonna go down, but then you you still <laughs> oh, you start using your Lord. hand or something real quick and turn it over and yeah. This uh... <laughs> no, hey, honey, is there much hair on your butt? Let's just go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> didn't realize we were rolling tape, but yeah, that's fine. Of course. That's fine. Dude, I'm always rolling tape. I mean, well, so I was saying this is part of, I think, the, the drinking thing of this show is usually I'm just trying to loosen people up so they start being real. Yeah, look I at, don't have a filter. Yeah. So dude, I, that, I was born without that, a filter. You, I, I'll get right into it. born for this I show. I will get then. right into it. Born for it. I love it. Yeah. This is a no filter kind of experience. That's I think. you got that then the right guy. The, 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 the booze usually just limits. So you have no filter. So if you start drinking, what? Nothing. It's just normal. Well, I mean, no, it's because I'm Irish. It's just. No, oh, it's just, just, you're Irish. Yeah. I see. Just, yeah. It's a whole different thing. Yeah. It's just like, I'm just like hyper normal. You were a hyper. Oh, when you're drinking, you're mm -hmm. hyper normal. Yeah. yeah. Now, sometimes those are the, And like then the, eventually I start to slur. I was going to say, those but, are like the scariest guys because you don't know, you don't have the tells. And then all of a sudden you're like, all right, we're going to the next bar. And your friend stands up and just falls over. And yeah, I like, don't do that. Actually, what the fuck, dude. No, I was, I was the guy, especially like when I was living in New Orleans, man, I would like, you know, have mornings where I woke where I'm like, fuck, like thinking about the night before and like texting some people like, man, I. I'm so sorry if and people are like, "What are you talking about, dude? I didn't even know you had a buzz." I'm like, "You didn't know I had a buzz? Yeah. Oh my god!" <laughs> I was like, god. Black, Yeah, back when I was doing drugs too. I'm like, I was like, like, you know, like easily three times overdose level on, oh, you know, Jesus. and I, you didn't even think I had a buzz. Nothing. Oh my god! Oh my, yeah, you they're like, wow. You were, they're like, man, you were driving like totally normal. I was like, I'm like, dude, I was driving. Way to maintain. <sighs> well, you know what? It reminds me of like you hear about these the kids, you know, and people that like can't feel pain. Uh -huh. And you go, oh, that's a cool superpower. It's like, yeah, but you Ooh. fall out of a tree and like break your arm, and you don't yeah. know that you broke your arm. Yeah, that would be. Uh, so there's the Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Is Charlie Sheen like that? But that's that's kind of almost what you're saying. It was like you can't. You mean tell Charles Estevez? Estevez. It's our other special guest, <laughs> the amazing <laughs> Charlotte Harvey. Hi. Yeah, have a Good seat. This is your microphone. Oh wow. I did not usurp the Nate has sort of usurped the episode, but in a good way. I think you've been a very good um, um, third wheel. I'm the Ed McMahon of this episode. <laughs> Thank you, Ed McMahon, this podcast. And I was That's texting a generation you, gap. I was going to text you to make him a drink because he's like, I want to have one of your orange juice. Yeah, except I drank all the orange juice. Is there something else that you could interest you in? Anything. Be oh, fine. Dude, yeah, well, 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 we have the vodka seltzers down here that are really nice. Um, yeah, sure. One of those would be fine. Yeah. If you get one of those, you could also re-up me. Okay. You could re-up all of us. I thought it was under you. You could put whatever you want under me, baby. I can also move to the couch. Totally fine. Oh, no. No, exactly. Now you better not. Uh, now you're going to- Now you'll, you've got- Because you've got the up. levels. Yeah, you'll fuck <laughs> me up if I, if you move it now. 
I haven't had too many fuck ups on this podcast. Are you see, am I the bottom wave file though? That's you. I yeah, feel like I could, give you a, I could give you a better. Oh, you're I could probably give you a better right. signal I mean, here. All this is like the whole um, max dynamic mm -hmm. range. Like the no, you're way above. Oh, word, great. word. We're perfect. You on Cubase? Cubase, baby. Yeah, nice. Cubase, ten point five. So I. I did try the new one. I don't know if I think it's like 12 or something because um, I started playing around with Atmos, Dolby Atmos. Oh, yeah? I start, Yeah, I started doing some Atmos yeah, mixes. Um, but oh, other than that, I'm still using 10.5, which is kind of old. Okay. No. Uh, nope, not anymore. Okay. Thank you. Oh, that's all good. I don't mind it. Word, I don't mind that anybody else does. <laughs> okay, cool. Good to know. I don't want to offend, you know. But so far, I haven't. Um, and he tries. As I told these yeah. co-eds at the Hot Springs a couple weeks ago, I said, I'm I'm a professional musician. It's really hard to offend or shock or. I find this to know. be the case. Most professional musicians. Yeah. This is. The, yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. Anything goes. We I mean, fucking it's not it, impossible. Man. I mean, there's like there's things, but like you yeah. know, generally speaking, it's like things that most people be like, I well, don't know, was that appropriate? It's like, ah, yeah. fucking bother me. PC inappropriate and whatever, but like the one we were talking about earlier and the one that we just aired, we just recorded before, like how about th you know things that are like racist though. Usually even artists are like, no, I won't. There's certain lines that you will mm -hmm. cross with people. And political is one. I wouldn't, I didn't call it, say political because political is one where it's like, well, whatever. But things like racism or like homophobia, mm. that's a lot of times where, ah, yeah. now yeah. you fucking. Yeah, yeah. Now I you meant just, more you just, in terms of, of uh, yeah, yeah, talk, of, talk of sex, drugs. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Well, that's what yeah. I mean too. It's hard to offend. It's hard to offend a, an artist. I think for sex, drugs, and rock and roll because, that's right, dude, that's what it means. Well, to it's like nice. Andy Warhol said, "Art is getting away with it." Is that what he said? I love yeah. that. That's a great quote. I it love is a the great quote. Who said the one? I was. It's like good artists steal, or no, <laughs> sorry, good artists borrow, but great artists steal. I don't know who did that, but I love that one too. Did you just steal it? I did. Well, it's very I true. Did. I mean, I more borrowed. <laughs> I mean, I the Rolling moment. Stones stole the name for their band from a Muddy Waters song. So, mm -hmm. oh, that was a Muddy Waters song. Oh, I didn't even yeah. know that. And Muddy didn't seem to mind because they hung out a lot. So, yeah. So, fuck yeah, dude. Who, who, who uh, would Led Zeppelin coin that? Like, they're gonna go over like a lead balloon. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah it was right. like, yeah. I can't remember who that was. Well. Because they it, were like, the band was, yeah, the, that's us, man. Well, that, because it was the New Yardbirds was actually what the band was going to be. It was the New Yardbirds. They were called the New Yardbirds? It, it was the New Yardbirds. And then uh, somebody, well, what I do forget you mean who it was Because the, they were the Yardbirds. There, there was the band, the Yardbirds. That's that has right? the guys from Led Zeppelin. Is in the guys. From yeah, Jimmy Page yeah. actually played bass in is the Yardbirds. Is it Yardbirds? Yeah, absolutely. How do I not know this? Yeah. Wow, way to school yeah. me, guys. Jesus yeah. Christ. I know Yardbirds, and of course I know Led Zeppelin. I'm like, I didn't know that fucking Yardbirds were the. So they were going to call themselves New Yardbirds, and somebody and went, the, "Hey, don't be stupid." My old man would be the guy to call on this. He could give you like all uh -huh. the details of the. Yep. Yeah, old man Strickland is a, a walking encyclopedia he's, of. He's still with us. Oh yeah. Where's you at? Where are you? At? Outside of Kansas City. Uh, oh, not that Eastern far Eastern Kansas. Yeah, you a little, go visit him. You little to town. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. You're not going to be with your old man. Uh, no. Oh, no, you're gonna be with the old woman. No, you're gonna be with the old nobody. Woman. No, I'm gonna be old. with my snowplow, my dog, my fireplace. I gotta plow snow tomorrow night, probably. But I don't really oh, do um. I don't do. I, I'm not. I'm not a big Hallmark holiday 
guy. Um, well, Thanksgiving. You consider Thanksgiving a Hallmark holiday? I do. Valentine's kind of. Day. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think know, what Thanksgiving has day. become. I'm not. I'm not a humbug. I'm not adverse to. It's true. I like the gathering and the eating and and sort of. I'm very supportive of that. Fuck yeah. I I just kind of think that there's opportunity for for a. I think there's opportunity for a lot of people in America to maybe reflect on you know the actual history of you know sort of what the holidays based on has yeah. been sort of cartooned and glossed over very much from He's the actual crazy. uh the actual <laughs> horror yeah of what happened <laughs> yeah no shit it is kind of funny that, like yeah let's celebrate with some fucking turkey and friends when we slaughtered these people and stole their land and let's be thankful about that we're so thankful that mm. you people had this beautiful land that we could rape and pillage we're yeah. really, really thankful that. By the you... way, here's some blankets with smallpox. <laughs> here's the smallpox yeah. blankets. You know, we'll yeah. give you one gun. So, it doesn't work. I, you know, it's well for me too. It's also like you know, uh, um, you know, I subscribe heavily to uh, to Eastern philosophies, Buddhism, and okay. and you know things rooting so the from the vedic hinduism philosophy. and buddhist and, and so like i give thanks I, I i give thanks like on a daily basis you know as you should and and it's sort of like with with valentine's day like i'm i'm you know i'm a softy like i'm you know um you're romantic I'm every day terribly so. single at the moment oh but uh, so we gotta do something about that i i get flowers when i have Ladies. a girl i get i get uh, yeah i get flowers from my girl like all the time. I don't need a special right. day set aside to get to my girl that. flowers. But and... then on that day, you have to do it. I don't have to do shit. Oh, all right. Well, so I don't know. Hallmark <laughs> goes my ass. There ain't a Valentine's going, babe. We ain't getting some flowers. Uh, it depends. It, it depends on the girl. You know, if it's important. I'm She's also. Got Lego flowers you know, I'm also very compassionate. If I'm in a relationship or or a situation, and and you know, say that that holiday is like really important to that person, then I try to be compassionate about. Sure. You know what? It's not important to me, but you're important to me, and if that's important to you, then then you I will it. make space. Well, I will make space mm, to you know like do all that. that. That's, that's awesome, dude. Well said. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think also you know. You're right in a sense. I mean, Thanksgiving is this weird middle ground of like, I don't know that I'd call it a Hallmark holiday, but like, it's pretty close. It doesn't have the same kind of pagan, ancient, you know, no. origins as like Yule Which I'm totally or Samhain down or any, yeah. yeah. So it's true. It, it, it was a little bit fabricated from American I, I, culture. I, I think, I mean, it's just, it's just the, the pressure... Um, I think the pressure that's put on a lot of the public to travel at a time of year that's terrible to travel. Like we know that those first bad winter storms are coming. Yeah, everybody's yeah. got to travel and pack. Yeah, and it's cold true. and flu season, but let's all pack into a yeah, bunch of fucking airplanes anyway. and go get everybody sick and give grandma COVID. And, you know, I just, I don't know. Um, enhanced natural selection. <laughs> Poor but, grandma. Uh, Meet your grandkids. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Yes, no, my old man's a, he's an old blues honky-tonk songwriter, lives oh, outside of Kansas City. And, very cool. Yeah, so he has, uh, he he would be the one to uh, to bring it back, bringing it back full circle to yeah. the new Yardbirds. He sure. would be able to give you, you know. Yeah, and I mean, the Yardbirds, they were semi-successful, but not really. God, it's amazing how many of those British bands actually too were like, if you look at the amount of record, like you look at, you know, a lot of those guitar players came out of John Mayall's band, right? So you have John Mayall and the Blues Breakers, and you have all these amazing British guitar players that were all in there for like a stint. If you look at like, if you look at, um, you know, the, the albums of um, like Traffic, yeah, 
uh, cream, um, what, like all those things all cream. actually happen within months of each other and they're all sort of different right, orientations of the same band, yeah. really. Oh, and, they, you so, know and I, mean? I didn't know this, they came out. You got Winwood and you got Clapton and you got, you know, Jeff and Beck. yeah, and, Beck. and Beck and yeah, and Jeff Beck. And they and, all played and then, in the same group? The well, and then, well, the, the Mayall was like a, uh, just an incubator, especially for the guitar players. Uh-huh. I mean, because John Mayall, but you had- Would he have like a record label or no? Just, no, he was just, just a, it was just a British blues band. That, player. You know, um, I mean, Peter I Green. The first, you know, Peter Green, the, the original Fleetwood Peter Mac Green. with Peter Green. He's the original guitar player. Of, a yeah. Fleetwood Mac? Oh my God. I don't even know Peter Dude. Green. Dude. Shows what I Peter Green is like, yeah. yeah. Black Magic, Black School Magic me. Woman is, is, is Peter Green, Fleetwood Mac. Santana covered Black Magic Woman. Yeah. So now I know that, right. That this yeah. Fleetwood Mac, but I didn't realize Peter yeah. Green. Yeah. And then he, you he, had, he, you know, and then, and then the Rolling Stones, uh, when, when, uh, when uh, Mick Taylor joined the band, Mick Taylor, they grabbed Mick Taylor from John Mayall. Mick Taylor is mm-hmm. like 19 or 20 years old or something out there on tour with him. And... Yeah. Crazy time Can for I music. Can I hear a story that I just heard? Speaking of exactly what you were just talking about, it was Joey Ramone telling this story that one of the first um, <clears throat> gigs they played out in uh, bah, 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 San Bernardino, yeah. which is a great Frank Zappa tune, but they were out there with Sabbath and I forget who else. So they're doing their set, blah, blah, blah. Crowd is not responding to the Ramones. They had all the shit they were ready to chuck on stage at them. Yeah. And evidently the guy who was the stage manager said, I haven't seen this crowd this angry since the Rolling Stones played. <laughs> and Joey Ramone said, I will take that as a compliment. Yeah. 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 So Great. You brought them uh-huh. up. That's that is a compliment. Share that. And I literally heard that on my drive down well, here to see you. And I always, I always agreed with that of like, you know, even if people are talking about you musically, because I've definitely been in some more punk kind of ish bands where people gave us a lot of shit, but they were talking about us. And I'd be like, Hey, I mean, any, any press is good press in some, in some regard. Mm-hmm. I know I asked this, but are we officially rolling on the podcast? Oh then? yeah, dude. Is this streaming live or you post no, this up later? Live. No, oh, okay. yeah, it's, uh, okay. it's weeks out. This is okay. going to be, oh man, I don't know how many weeks out. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I like to record them mm-hmm. and, um, you know, have a nice little backlog and then mm-hmm. I'll release them week one at a time every week. Cause I find listeners and me too, as a podcast listener, like I like to have a consistent every mm-hmm. week have something come out. Mm-hmm. So it depends on how big the queue is. I don't think mm-hmm. this queue is actually that big, but it's probably, it's at least a month or more mm-hmm. out that mm-hmm. it'll air. I'll gotcha. you know for sure. Gotcha. Yeah. I, don't, so. I always start rolling like immediately. Uh-huh. And Nate was the first one that made it a, comment about it but i'll do it here for you too I seth thought, about yeah. i don't introduce people i was just gonna and, ask uh, i was like there's not no, an official like i don't and you know the, the Den- last this couple is the denver rock scene. with lehigh and them they made a comment too they were like we've been listening to your show <laughs> you know okay we don't know who you're so talking cocky. to well no no they no they oh. did that but that's because you know it's it's all written on the episode who oh, it is. oh gotcha gotcha but they were yeah, saying yeah. you never introduce anybody so we're not going to say a word until you introduce us <laughs> funny. but what happened is as what happened with you and everyone, you don't see it coming with this show. Uh-huh. When you come walking in here, it's already fucking rolling. Oh my God. So yeah. I got it all. So they start, we start, and they did the same thing like, fuck, it's already rolling because we had this whole joke we we're going to get you with. I'm like, yeah, you couldn't No, do I it. didn't have plans on that. I just didn't. But you know, uh, okay, but I, I think this is nice too, especially because Seth, I know 100% because of miss charlotte harvey over here <laughs> so i was gonna put this on you and as a nice little oh. surprise yeah i think you should as a surprise yeah well yeah. we have a plan I, yes. none of the show's plan 
but I had the idea of like you should should introduce um, this person to me because you coordinated this effort to have this amazing individual on this show. So I think you should be afforded an introduction. How wonderful. Okay, right now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's no okay. time like the present. So this is Seth. He is amazing. Oh, thank you. I don't remember how we actually met, but... That would be a good story. One of the first bands to ever pay me for photos. Oh. Mm. And that's a good credit. to this name. day has paid me more than anyone else has. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> You're um, welcome. Wow. But yeah, it was like your first show, I think, Green Bo- as Green Buddha. Um, um, yeah. At Cervantes. How many people... Uh, I know your band met you before that. Yeah, we. Yeah, I'm trying to think because I, I, I had you shoot us a couple of times. Oh, I know. This was. Yeah. I couldn't remember actually the I, date. I, <laughs> I, I actually don't know because I know the camera roll that the the, the, the the roll of shots. Now that I think about it, I remember. I, I do. Yeah, that was. Uh, How long ago? Like that would have been 2018. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Which is now that's get that's five years. Or yeah. April third. Uh huh. Oh wow! Even I told you I know. Okay. It also helps that I like edit photos for hours and look at the Uh date like Uh while I edit. So right, right, it's in my head. I don't remember every date, but I am good at dates. Anyways, so Seth is just an amazing person too. We've like stayed in contact for years. Still shoot for him sometimes. Obviously true. But now he's all big with a company, so you usually have a photographer. (laughs) I don't know about that. (laughs) Um, You know Chris Wright, yes? Yeah, I know Chris. Yep. Yep, yep. Chris. So I first learned of your band, Green Buddha. Yeah, Chris. Uh, Chris, um, we worked with Chris on the first LP on Small Town. Yep, Same did that at yep. Violet. Of which the back cover of that vinyl um, is a picture that Charla took. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and these guys know each other from way back and when she- because um, you got your sax serviced by him many, many years. Mm-hmm. That's how they met. I know Chris, because I did a record with him as well. Dude, it's small. It's small world. It's small it's town small at least. Well, that's, yeah, that's it's funny because that that was the name of the first record was Small Town. Small Town. That's <laughs> yep. dude. Uh-huh. Nice little bow. Yeah, it is. We're and we have a little bit of a bubble thing though too. I think Denver, Boulder. You know, it's like it's not better stated. It's like a, an oasis. You know, it's not a bubble. We're not like keeping anything out, but we're kind of like the mecca for there is. You got to, well, but we're, it's, and being the only one that's succeeding, I don't know, you have to travel a little further to get to like the next big music scene. I, Very I, much. I grew up back east, so it's not that same way. It's no. like just down the street, there's like a whole new community. And sure. A whole bunch, yeah, for sure. Well, and that, you know, that presents, <clears throat> that presents a challenge, um, you know, big time for Colorado artists. When, so I had, because of that reason, I had actually left Colorado. Um, oh, and when was that? That was um, in 2016. I moved to New Orleans uh, when my oh, you talking about that? Mm, when my last after my last band broke up. Love New Orleans. Yeah, I'm the. Uh, uh, I've only been there once, but like I have a magnetic like so uh, many people. But yeah, New Orleans yeah. bit me hard, big time. Yeah, she. I got all the venom. To quote, to, <laughs> love it. Yeah, to to quote John Magny from the Subdudes, and a lot of people try to choose New Orleans, but. Uh, if she chooses you and you don't have a choice. You don't have a, I believe and that. that's kind of what happened Wholeheartedly, to me. Wholeheartedly, 100%. And, uh, but so I had moved down there, you know, to, um, 
to sort of reinvent, um, well, there was a lot of reasons I moved down there, but going to as far as like the market, because you're right, in the front range of Colorado, you know, and going back to an old paradigm, if we if we go back 15, 20 years ago, it's like, um, or even further back than that, it's like, you know, even back then, you could, it was a little easier back then to have regular rotations, I think, through Colorado at, at places a little more frequently. But then, yeah, it's like after you hit, you know, the front range shows, um, you know, not including ski town stuff, but to hit the front range shows, you're you know yeah. what's the next gig right lincoln omaha it's eight yeah. hours you right you get the lawrence kansas the it's eight hours shows too right but so, they, they're weird they i mean sometimes weather dependent I mean, sure I don't know. and and so i went you know being a colorado native i had never been able to experience that you know if you're on the east coast if you're in new england if you're in the atlantic seaboard you, you know you can go you can play a gig and drive 30 minutes to an hour and a half for the gig the next day yeah. instead of like eight hours and three right. tanks of gas and yep. no civilization of food In or between. right and yeah, you know true. um it up. and mean, so i thought moving to new orleans would be like i'm like cool well there's gig you know you can gig every day of the week in new orleans and then That's you know true, then right. there's then there's the gulf coast circuit there's hattiesburg and there's biloxi and there's uh, floribama and there's just all this stuff right you get over and um, what I didn't, you know, kind of, yeah, what I didn't realize was how I much of it. a bubble New Orleans actually is. And what I oh. didn't real, what I didn't count on was that doing original music in New Orleans is almost impossible. Yeah, New I Orleans, New Orleans really wants what New Orleans wants in terms of market. It's a lot of, um, even if you're not doing full sell your soul cover band stuff on bourbon street anywhere else it's still like people want to hear kind of certain things yeah. and it's it's hard to Earlier, smooth easy it's listen. hard to well there's just certain <laughs> there's stuff they want to hear and and sure, so sure. it became really hard to do original music um I, down there i got that vibe like walking around i was in mostly the french quarter of and it's such great music but it did all kind of like have a same vibe like i remember thinking i i love to play down here but like i can't do a rock show here in this place like that's it's a creole yeah read the room like dude no and you and, and and you 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 can there is space for it but it's really tough yeah. and you have to be really patient yeah. and you have Why to really to ease one? in your original thing with a lot of familiar stuff sure now that's the, that's the secret sauce, yeah right? and and um and so when i was i was living down there i became um i became really good friends with with um a music industry guy named john phillips who was um he was Sublime's manager when when Bradley died, oh. and he was really responsible for the success of that last record posthumously. Um, to to uh, you know, he really went to bat um, with the executives at MCA Gasoline Alley. Like you know, they were ready to pull the plug a thousand times on the thing, and you can YouTube the stories of it is great. But anyway, um, John and I became really good friends, and. Um, and he still manages, uh, he manages Slightly Stupid. He manages huh. Dumpster Funk, George yeah. Porter Jr., All right. um, uh, a bunch of other bands yeah. that- that's He's uh, pretty active. Yeah, yeah, super yeah. active. Yeah, Fuck, him, yeah, him and his brother have uh, a management company called Silverback, which is now part of, of Red Light. But John and I became friends, and um, he's the one, he actually told me to move back home from New Orleans 
um, eventually he's like, look, man, you know, your band down here is like good, but it can't just be, you know, good. It's gotta be, it's gotta have a thing. He's like, and also you're fucking from Colorado. Yeah. He's like, Colorado is the biggest market right now. You know, this is 2000. This is in like, this is like summer of, this is like summer of 2017. Okay. And he's looking at, you know, the big oasis, right? It's it's Midwest. It's the destination. And so he was like, you know, you need to go home and and focus on Buddha and and it's going to take you a handful of years and I don't have any magic bullets for you. I don't have an easy button. You got to, you got to do it. But he, he talked me into coming home and, and going back to the market thing, you know, you know, it is um, this handful of years later. And of course, COVID screwed up everybody's tour schedule, but it is, it is really challenging to, um, to sort of get to those other markets because the other thing with like in this day and age with the music industry, right. Is if you don't have market history, it's really hard to get out there. So if you're, if you're based in mid Atlantic seaboard, Right, and you can hit Atlanta, and you can hit. You know what I mean. You can go yep. up and down all these places. Yep. Like it's, it's not. It thing. doesn't. It's not that much of a sacrifice financially, right? To versus, if I go, if when we have to go break into a new market, um, yeah. it's you know, like we're going to Austin commitment. for the first time. I mean, I've been to yeah. Austin a thousand times. I have family there, but Green Buddha has never played Austin. We're yeah. playing there in April. Oh, that's cool. And so, and awesome. doing you know some Texas stuff to finish out. So to oh, but nice. so to be able to back to your point. There's a big difference in 14 hours away to break into a new market versus <laughs> right. something that's like, well, we never three played this away. college town that's three hours away, yes. right? right? And it, it makes it really- It's a totally different experience, It's dude. so hard. And that's what I didn't know that you grew up in Colorado. Because I mean, they, you were talking about moving away. Mm-hmm. So that's I was good. that was the next question. I was like, oh, you're from Colorado? Whereabouts? I, I grew up in Fort Collins originally. Fort Collins, okay. Yeah. yeah, man, dude, coming here uh, from the East Coast, like Pennsylvania, born and raised, and uh-huh. moved around a little bit in Pennsylvania, went to school in Pennsylvania, and then I moved to New York for a little while, and then Boulder, and I've kind of been here uh-huh. since. But that's since I've been here, like 14 years now it's been, actually. Uh, I noticed that about this area immediately. I was like, dude, Denver's badass, and even Boulder's got like badass pockets. There's a lot of cool people right here, but... It's here. I mean, I, I drove here three times from the East Coast. So this is part of what you know, shapes my vision of this. You have to drive through Kansas mm-hmm. and the whole fucking like eastern side of Colorado, which, which is, basically is also more Kansas, Kansas. Like more Kansas. Yeah. yeah. It's and I mean forever. You're driving for like what is that? Like twelve it's twenty six hours total, but that's like bro, twelve of them is like bro, my I well, the fastest way. Arkansas mm-hmm. and more where, fastest where, way. Where, <laughs> where my dad's Arkansas. where my dad's family is from in eastern Kansas, uh in you know, Kansas City, Kansas area. So my grandparents were out this when I was a little kid growing up, you know, little little kid in the eighties, early eighties, yep. at the speed limit was fifty five and we drove like frequently, you know, and I, I have really fond memories of um it's probably why I have such a what my dad calls a driving bone as far as, you know, inability to drive like ridiculously long drives and oh. because i grew up with my parents i'm a little tiny kid and they're doing that so at 55 oh. miles an hour fort collins to ottawa kansas was 12 hours man and um and they would and they would just and they would drive at night like they'd get off work and we'd drive all night yeah, through the night and then we would hang yeah. out like we would maybe get there for sure. on a Saturday morning and then like Sunday afternoon, like leave. So like my whole life was these like really fast, like cl- what I call Clark Griswold moments, right? Because like in <laughs> National Lampoon's vacation, he gets to the Grand Canyon. Hey, honey, look, it's the Grand Canyon. He goes, 
yep, let's go. Yeah, and now it's like, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's affected me in my <laughs> yeah, adult life. Like, yeah. you know, in relationships, if you're like, oh, you go on vacation. I'm like, and like, yeah, I'm like, cool, let's go to Mexico. It's like three nights. I'm like, three nights? I mean, we got to stay for at least a week. I'm like, a week? Yeah. Jesus, that's like a lease. Yeah, you know, right. to me, that's, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm like, no, vacation is like, you just exhausting there, two nights and then yeah, it's just this like, oh, that's neat though. Right. Uh, well, so yeah, that, that, that drive was long. Now with the speed limit, it's really nice. Cause I can go Boulder better. to Lawrence in eight hours. Yeah. What, what's this? It's, what is it now? Just 75. 75 yeah. 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 No doubt. On yeah. some of those stretches, yeah, that makes wife, perfect that sense. You know, on some of them, I think, doesn't Nevada have uh, higher speed limits, Nevada right? Bond? Is it the Autobahn? <laughs> What's the Autobahn? Yeah, it's like yeah, 90. There. No, there is none. There's none at all in the there Autobahn. But doesn't uh, Nevada have like really fast, faster than 75, oh, I thought. 95. Wait, 90, like North, I North think Dakota there's somewhere there's 95. doesn't have any speed limit? I think that's in the daytime. In the daytime, <laughs> some of them have, um, the, and then it's 75 at night. Okay. Or yeah. 80. Utah's 80. It's funny that we're, I mean, I guess wow. we should all be on the same page as drivers, but it is funny in some of those places where that's stupid to be like, you know. Don't go over like ninety-five right. miles an hour. <laughs> you right? There should just be. There should be no limit. That what, this running, is the fast road. Cars recently. Don't fuck around. Where a hundred miles oh. an hour, I didn't realize I was doing it. In the car? Oh, like an electric car? Maybe. Ghost Teslas, man. Yeah. God, what, do you, what, what, kind of, what are you? What are you driving? Do you drive? I have. Yeah. Well, for the band, the band van. Uh, we have. Uh, oh, you have a van. Okay. I have a 2015 Ford Transit, um, and then. Um, and then I have a truck. I have a I have a 2020 Ram 3500. Oh, nice. 2020. Okay, cool. Big ass one ton. That's right. Diesel. I think my my dad has some kind of Dodge. I don't know if it's a Ram pick pickup truck. Mm-hmm. It's badass though. It's like a wide ass big. It's all decked out it's, on the inside. It's, it's really cool. It's, it's mine's not a dually, but no, it is a one ton. A but it's it's pretty it's but pretty it's badass. Beefy. What's even more it's impressive beefy. is the mortgage that I pay on it every month. <laughs> Right? I was say, it's literally like, it's, it's real, literally real, the payment is literally as much as the f- my first mortgage on wow. the first house i i bought Jesus. a long that? time ago we don't have to yeah a thousand bucks thousand bucks a month okay. basically that's more like my current mortgage. Yeah. oh for this car that's a car payment yeah oh, Jesus yeah that's Christ, why i joke it's a more yeah it's like yeah, 950 that's crazy i mean these things are ridiculous you know well the tesla i do i want to get a tesla but then Lucky that's yeah. the problem when i like True. Uh, you know check all the boxes right, of the one that i would uh-huh. want it's like 900 dollars a month payment on this Simple. tesla and i'm like uh oh thanks i don't want to do that it company's gonna go yeah, my, my car's been paid off a long time my, ago now i'm like well the van's paid for uh my truck is my truck is one of my other businesses well, though for, it's for my construction business so oh you do construction stuff yeah oh, hey, i do, you, do like do big do? ag irrigation i work on oh, irrigation um, oh, okay yeah i work on big like In, uh commercial big agricultural pumps and filters yeah. Do I yeah, want my like baby? hay farm? Like I did a big, we, we did uh, a big hay farm um, overhaul, okay. two hundred fifty acre hay farm this year. Right like front on the front range. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Dude. Yeah. My one, uh, my my what? good friend, my bass player Tom Whitney. He I can't remember the name, but he works for like one of the biggest landscaping designing for commercial and big. He's a huge. He doesn't do the irrigation mm-hmm. specifically. He's doing like layout stuff, but. Yeah, this is and this is not turf. This is you know this is huge acres, and they have the oh, it's switching. Right. It's switching. 
Okay. Um, farming and stuff? Yeah. Oh, like a okay. 250 acre hay farm. And oh. yeah. And I'll get calls though from Yelp where they're like, oh, and I don't, I'm like, I don't do turf. I'm not doing, sure, I don't sure, do sure. residential right, turf. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so you, but, it's, but that all came about because of like, for? you got like big ass pipes you're throwing back there or something? Yeah. Uh, cause, yeah. Cause you got sometimes a, a, some haul shit around. Yeah. Yeah. Gear and then I plow snow with it in the wintertime, all of which came about because of COVID. And it was like, well, couldn't go tour, couldn't like, you know, couldn't play gigs. So it was, you know, just like, well, go back into moving snow and doing whatever the hell else I got to do until, right. you know, um, which has worked. But now I'm moving snow over COVID. Nobody was going anywhere. I was. <laughs> yeah. I oh, the essential. That's true. Yeah. If you ordered something, they so had to get to you. you were his number one customer. <laughs> <laughs> so no. well, that's true. Everybody was driving. Actually, right. Maybe there was, every everybody was driving everybody around all these packages and food and all this shit all the time. We had so um, much beer delivered. I had so much liquor delivered. It was crazy. I'd always, it was like this weekly thing. I think I had to have like a case of booze come to the house. And a lot of times I didn't even need all, you know, I just wanted specific things, but I had a big backlog of booze too. I, you know. Yeah, I live, I live up in Jamestown. So there's no delivery <laughs> yeah. there. Do I, I don't know Uber if there still there is even? now. No. <laughs> I mean, you can get an Uber to drop you off yeah. up there. You'll never get an Uber to pick you up. <laughs> <laughs> Although funny tying it in with the Tesla, my neighbor during COVID, my neighbor, uh, two houses over, he bought a used Tesla um, oh. that was beautiful, and he was driving Uber with it, and it was black, so he's doing like Uber black, like with, and <laughs> okay. and like posting up every morning at four a.m. by the hotels in Boulder, and getting the airport runs and like oh, all yeah, the things, dude. right? And so he ends up selling it. He, he sells it still during like, um, you know, still towards the end of lockdown. He sells it, and and uh, this this some dude from google paid him like cash for it you know and so he uh he was like dude today was amazing he's like i did a reverse bank robbery I'm like what he's like i went into the bank with a mask and gloves on and a bag of cash and made a deposit yeah. it's like a reverse bank robbery is <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like yeah. yep um but yeah there was no no delivery happening up there yeah i believe it yeah remote spots yeah i'm i'm, I'm really glad that that's all done yeah, you know, I I mean I I've I'm really thankful I lived up there though I would have lost my goddamn mind living in the city. There's no there's no way. Well, it's weird to, to you know at least up there you are supposed to be isolated. I mean the whole it's set up yeah. for you to be that way. And Down I'm used in the to city, it's not set up. You're right. living in a little box. I yeah. there's people colleagues that I work with that would show up to these virtual meetings uh-huh. and they're in like a little apartment with them and their roommate in Boulder, like a little apartment, and you could see it in the picture, and you're like, what the fuck? You are literally living your life. I mean. I don't know. I had a lot of perspective about it. Well, you know, so they and, come downstairs, they're playing drums. I'm like, well, at least and, I have. A and musically, it was like a backyard. You know, we were watching everybody. Everybody was doing live streams, right? And everybody was. And that was I the, that was the thing. And we did a couple, but yeah, you, we did a couple of them. But I was okay. really, I was really torn about about it because I was, I had really mixed feelings uh, about you know, asking people for, and it was so saturated. It was, it was that, and it was the saturation of every band. And I was looking at myself and I was like, I'm actually okay. Like I, this is not my main source of income. I do think, I I think you got to give them away. Yeah. I didn't want to take oxygen away from people that like really, 
that was like their only viability. You know, friends of ours, colleagues of ours right. have been touring hardcore for 15, yeah. 20, 25 but years dude, and that's really to, all they have. It's hard to ask somebody for like the, I don't know, like people would do it for boxing matches and shit, to, you know, to like pay some entry fee to watch yeah. a live stream. Dude, I don't know. It's it never worked before. I don't think it still has yet to work. Yeah, so I he, even yeah. for huge, huge artists, it doesn't really work. Yeah, I know people that got you know did okay with the tip thing, but I'm also like, tip I'm just thing, uh, yeah, that could work for sure. I or, I don't know. I'm also just I've never been good at um, you know, uh, it's like with booking right now. Like we've had a series of booking agents that just haven't. You know, one of the reasons we haven't been out on the road as hardcore as I would like to the last couple of years is because we you know when you turn over booking to a booking agent if it doesn't pan out yeah and maybe they don't if they if they don't put anything together for even three months that just costs you it's like threefold right so of 90 days of not booking just costs you nine months right of like and then so i keep going back to like then i'm taking it over and yeah. but the hard part about it's me booking just like with the live stream thing is like I'm really bad about the ask on the money, you okay. know what I mean? And it's the weirdest thing because I'm uh, totally wired like with that's my, a weird thing to do, dude. It's hard to ask. Well, but me. with my construction stuff, my I'm like this is the rate. I'm not cheap. Yeah, I do right. really good work. Bam, and it's just like cutthroat. Well, and I, but with the music, I'm like, though. yeah, it's personal. I, it's personal know, in a different way. Come and on. it's so hard to just to just um, ask for what. I mean, because you think about it, and we're not even really asking that much, right? No. I mean, a four-piece band on the road, professionals with real gear, you know, it's like the thought that I would feel guilty to, you know, to even ask yeah. for a thousand bucks. It's like, it's like you dude, know how long a of a joke. day it is. It's yeah. like all the, th- you know, okay, well, it's a 90, oh, it's a 90 minute performance. Yeah, but that's an eight hour day. It's only yeah. 250 per person. Yeah. I think maybe and then after ga- and after management and yeah, after you absolutely. know it's like well it's a good conversation to have and for anybody and everybody to hear because if this is the truth like a thousand bucks ain't that's nothing dude like fifteen hundred is kind of I don't know and then, look I'm not just a head of around. lettuce is three dollars right now <laughs> yeah exactly three dollars for right? a head of fucking lettuce dude, I'm bro. not just trying to throw numbers around I'm just saying it's a lot more than you think it is yeah. and that's just the truth and the mm-hmm. case seven dollars mm-hmm. I can give you oh. but I, I, I think I think most most venues and and people and and booking companies too and everybody kind of realizes that and every, they're charging more too and everybody's charging more and it's kind well, of that's why merch sales are so huge on the road cause yeah mer- mm. well and merch is real high to overhead but i get that i mean it does? It, well you know i i learned um i did learn in the last you know couple years of where i i used to feel bad about asking like you know i'm also kind of old school you know and i i remember thinking i'm like god man Seems like a lot to ask people for 25 bucks for a t-shirt, you know, but it's not. And then I had somebody helping us with merch a couple years ago that was a girlfriend of mine. And and she was like, no, no, no. Like, look at all these prices. And then people, especially coming out of COVID, people buying the merch were like, no, because this, we know you're not getting paid for the gig. So we actually, we want to give you 40 bucks for a t-shirt because it's our way of being like, you know, and then I had to stop and think about, you know, um, a lot like like why do i feel guilty asking somebody to pay me like pay us what we're worth right when i know that you're i mean especially like in the jam scene and the party scene like festival scene like you, you you're gonna spend 80 to 150 dollars on booze yeah 100 bucks on drugs yeah how much on, just on the wall you yeah, on everything I'm, like, wait and i'm feeling guilty to ask you for 15 bucks for, right, a ticket. for the fucking come on yeah so yeah that booze man. will make you spend more too bucks you get all that shit 
Right. And a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some Dude, bands I, charge 60 bucks for a t-shirt. That's I'll true. never buy that t-shirt. Well, well so we on tour, a lot of times you you kind there's so much overhead, you kind of have to do it. They also so uh something interesting this summer we um we were blessed to uh to be on Stephen Marley's tour for a couple of dates. And his merch guy wouldn't let you have anything that cost less than stuff he had. So we uh, actually had to bump up the prices. prices to match yeah, up. you had to match. Yeah, yeah you couldn't have yeah. you couldn't have a t-shirt less than Stephen Marley's t-shirt. And I was like, did wow, you really that's think amazing. You got, you're gonna, uh, yeah, did you really think you're gonna undercut him like that? No, and well, you <laughs> well, know, I'll and, what's, and, and what's wild, I mean, not from for <laughs> my wanna, not for I my band, his but, shirt, but I'll buy this band shirt instead. Like, who's gonna do I, that? The the merch, especially in the in the in the re- American reggae rock world that I'm in, it's amazing the bands some of the other bands that you know that we get to support or that I you know just go to to be you know at the hang with they like the kids that support this genre like line up for the merch and the other trick is these bands have like a limited amount like they have plenty yeah. more shirts but they're only going to have Put so many so per many, show that's right and and the line is like crazy that's, for the, and the, of the to, people yeah, the it's hype. like no it's it's right yeah. i mean that's a good way to market so though. now i'm you know i'm hitting Scarcity. up the big dogs going please can i jump on you know the summer of 24 you know can you please help us break this new market like even give me even just one date or or three or four dates with you in you know north carolina or whatever to just north carolina because for no money because sell t-shirts i don't know yeah, pick a place sure. Vermont, yeah okay i don't know where it's anywhere that's not either. here yeah right. I, just for me i'm like anywhere <laughs> yeah. that you know grass is always greener like i'm that's like people are like oh have you ever played i'm like no i would love to right like, please i would and i love my home i love colorado but man yeah, colorado's awesome i mean i'm getting to a point in my life i'm like please Please, I just want to tour hardcore. Oh, like, okay. Elsewhere. Wow. Just want to be. Look at you. Yeah. I never was that big, dude. So I grew up on the East Coast. I had this dream scenario that you're talking about, which I recognize and appreciate in the biggest way possible. Living in central Pennsylvania, like I was right in the middle of the East Coast. So I was very close to Baltimore. I was like less than an hour from uh-huh. Baltimore where I grew up in the sticks of Pennsylvania. Baltimore all the time. DC, not that far. New York, mm-hmm. not very far. Philadelphia, not very far. Pittsburgh, not very far. These are all, you could do one-nighters and mm-hmm. still come home. Mm-hmm. Right. And sometimes we would do two-nighters. If we knew somebody, we we're going to go up there and stay with them, hit another spot, do mm-hmm. a weekender kind of thing. But we always like stop back home. So all my touring, you know, back East is like a couple shows. We're just, <laughs> it's not. Many tours. Uh-huh. Well, I hear about like friends of mine that grew up in Colorado, Colorado sort of more native bands. I hear their tour stories and it's it reminds me of like West Coast tour stories as well. Like a hall. it's a hall, man. Yeah. And people from the East sometimes did that. If they wanted to mm-hmm. hit California, you come through the Midwest mm-hmm. and do all that. A lot of us on the East Coast, we never even tried for the West Coast. We were just like, no, 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 no. There's so many markets up and down the East Coast. Right. And we were right. so blessed to just go up and down for it was awesome. There's we had very plentiful ruin our tour plans on the East Coast. Hurricanes, yeah. yeah we I don't know weather sometimes. Weather is worse. I feel like I've had more weather problems in Colorado, to be honest. Well, the you know, um, yeah. it, it, and it used to be. Hey, man, nice to meet you, bro. Yes. You know, the thing too with Colorado now is that there's so many in the last, like when I moved to New Orleans, already for a few years, a lot of touring musicians have been moving here and making Denver their home base. Right. Yeah. And then 
there's such an influx of there's so many more people and there's so many more band and it's so much more attainable with technology to create music which which is a great thing but it's a double-edged sword right because now you know for a native like me like the there's only so much it's like on one hand it's like you have to develop your local market right to get out well yeah well but when there's so many bands yeah trying to squeeze through this little little, yeah funnel of 52 right of in colorado and then it's and so it's um it's it's really just really changed a lot on on how that all works yeah and um and the the uh, the the scene has been a little crowded there's not as many reggae bands though i mean i can think of five off the top of my head mate right Uh, that's a lot i'm talking about right here yeah what do you mean that's a lot five that you can off think the off the top of, top of your head. head, right? So that means there probably is a lot of reggae bands. Well, but it's not the market. You're not thinking. But there is a scene that's a reggae. That's the reggae scene. No, yeah. there there is, but it's, it's not. No. But it's not. There's, it's it's a lot tougher to be in reggae reggae rock than it is here in this market to be. We don't get even 10% of the oxygen that we would get if we were bluegrass, jam mm, band, that's what I'm EDM. Well, that's true. But and it, anything yeah. doing Grateful Dead of any sort of <laughs> rehash, right? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I'm For a closet sure. deadhead. Jam like band. I saw Grateful Dead. Fish, I saw Jerry Grateful Garcia. Dead. I was blessed enough to be there. Dead. Yeah. Oh, you. Oh, wow. And, it, you know, it, and that's, that's, epic, that's so great, strange. but it's like also kind of at, at nauseum you stand. And it's, it's hard as an yeah. original artist too, where I'm like, man, I love the dead too, but is kind of it's okay, getting a little I'm it's getting a little the, ridiculous i was never the biggest dead fan i you know it's weird because when i say this i remember this one friend my one friend curtis and i throughout high school would tell him like ah i just don't all these other bands but that one i'm still not that into he's like ah it's just so deep it's going to take you so long and i remember in high school saying the same thing about radiohead because another friend of mine matt loved radiohead and went fuck radiohead i don't like them They're, i'm not into <laughs> them they're weird so, so it's not connecting with me Later in life, you know, I'm calling him up like, dude, Ray Ray's my favorite mm-hmm. band ever and I love them. And I think it hasn't hit me there with the Grateful Dead. Every time I try to go back to it, I'm like, I Well, the I dead is the I still dead. I still don't get it yet, but I'm I, they're one of the all time greats, so I'm open minded to it. The thing with like, them eh. was the thing with them though was like the scene, right? And like when the scene sort of got you and enveloped you, then the music sort of came second and without and without without the scene well yeah when i was well i'll tell you when i was when i was 15 when i was 15 years old um, (laughs) i i uh when i was 15 years old um i was coming out of a a lot of traumatic stuff of my early adolescence a really violent neighborhood um lost some friends a lot of family trauma um what was that was here though uh four Collins. yeah okay and the Grateful Dead was, I was 15 years old, 16 years old, and I started hanging out with these deadhead kids that were a little bit older than me. And this is 91, 92. And, okay. and it, was the first, it was the first time in my life where a group of people took me in for who I was, and they didn't care what I looked like, how old I was, or how bad my acne was. Or how long my hair was. And if I was hungry, they would feed me. Yeah. And if that's I needed a, to get high, they would dose me. And if like I was cold, they would give me a blanket. And that that sort of, you know, was really transformational to me at a really important part of my life. Um, 
And, you know, so there was that aspect of it, right? That was really sort of awakening me and pulling me out of the very narrow paradigm that I had as a, you know, adolescent. Of, yeah. Right. I was like, oh, yeah. here's this bigger, better world. And, yeah. and there's consciousness and there's people and there's, hey, my actions affect others. You know, like all those things that, that you know, this huge sort of awakening. really terrible, hard upbringing before this. I mean. um, I just. I mean, I don't know any worse than anybody else. I just, my life was what it was. My path was what it was, you know? Yeah. Um, well, it got you here. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but but then the other part, you know, with the dead is like in the music industry, there's a lot of stuff that without the Grateful Dead, you know, the whole industry would be very different. I mean, oh, the, the yeah, entire dude. festival landscape, oh, the, uh, yeah, the huge the, mega show thing, absolutely. like all that stuff is Jam Band General, like Fish. Well, fish I just is mean just seated Grateful in. Dead with some chops, right? I mean. <laughs> wow. <laughs> right. No? You're listening to Denver Rock scene. Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> you quote me on that. <laughs> um, I just mean, you know, the way that the dead started in 71 72 the way that they hit the road never nobody had really done that the way they did yeah. with the machinery and yeah. the following and made of it. that scene no you're i mean do, i know this and too, so so there was that now i will say it's like you know as as you know uh that somebody on facebook years ago it's like some deadhead kid i was friends with was like i dare you to name one band that's better than grateful dead i immediately chimed in like jerry garcia band you know because like as a musician like the thing is like the Did dead he? actually were pretty fucking terrible uh, but on kind of by design because their rule uh, was like nobody really got to tell anybody what else how to play or what to play or not what or what not to play so there was uh, kind of a lot of helter skelter chaos going on within the dead depending on the epoch and who sure. the personnel were right that's cool though but like jerry garcia band really was that. a really tight Man. yeah that actually knew their shit but yeah. wait a minute but now you're now, see it's just, this is a good key to this unlocking for me of like i never knew that about the philosophy of the grateful dead is no one ever they all no one ever discussed or convinced each other yeah like, you kind which, of they weren't really they, there was there was um there was very little sort of as you know you and i are in bands right and we yeah. we tailor things and we're like hey man oh, cool. yeah hey you know what this part let's tighten this no no me, i'm like okay well that was just like acid test band it's just like oh play whatever you feel and then oh that's just completely insane but yeah go whatever i don't know okay. but they um, had songs and stuff i mean I know well Dead's they, they they did they had some wonderful songs they yeah. also completely yeah. butchered a lot of you know songs Other they were songs. covering that's that really turned off Their people covers like, i never understood really turned off people like you know, yeah. my godfather, my musical family from New Orleans. There was a yeah. lot of them that really did not, in well, the time, just, appreciate what was happening. You know? Sure, sure. Well, I, I don't know. They, they, it. I have this problem with covers too. I think it's there's a tricky line between like paying homage and trying to make it your own thing. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because if you can make it your own thing in a really stylized, badass way, it fucking works. It's sure, awesome. sure. But it, it's it's such a it's such a ball of fire you're holding because if you fuck it up, it's just, it's terrible because mm -hmm. you've lost the idea. So I'm thinking of um, a few years ago, there was a record store day where I went with a buddy of mine and I didn't even know about this until I saw it there, but there was this um, Nirvana like series of albums that various bands had covered all these different, maybe two. Uh -huh. I think I got, I think I got Nevermind and In Utero. They're like a whole host of very popular A-list bands you know, did covers of Nirvana songs. And it was so weird listening to those records because 
they just tried to change it so much that it was like, dude, what the fuck? I never totally got, lost the plot. I never got Nirvana. No, really? The, I never, it never oh, landed dude. with me. Now, Michael I have, Bain, especially as I get ass. older, I'm like, I have, I have a lot of admiration for, for the band and their yeah. place in uh, history and their place in the thing. Yeah. I just didn't get it. It yeah. didn't, it didn't I, talk to me. Uh, well, Not okay. the way that there was other bands of the era that very much I connected more. with. Yeah. I mean, Pearl Jam's, Pearl oh, Jam's dude. first two records, like Pearl, Pearl Jam, Jam 10 shit. was like, yes. Like I mean 10. that that was on. I like ten when I was versus I was sixteen years old. Subject. Every and I grew up in a, I grew up in a college town, partying with college kids. You know, yes. when I was sixteen years old. Every party you walked into that summer, like every house, ten was on. I mean, you started everywhere. Fuck yeah, dude! What a great album, dude. That album rules. That has like how many just, singles on it and how many fucking hits. That yeah. album kills. Like Nirvana just never. I don't know. He it, oh, it I love was Nirvana. It, it was. Well, he dude, he he's really good singer. The lyrics were really interesting, and they had to a lot. So here's the biggest thing. Here's why Nirvana, I think, got the fame that they did was those dynamics. And sure. Kurt Cobain himself used to say he stole it from the Pixies. And the difference is the Pixies like don't have the hooks. You listen to Pixies song. There's a lot mm-hmm. of dynamics, but the riffs right, just suck. Right, right, right. Nirvana had some like cool, catchy riffs with a Pixie Pixies like super quiet, super loud vibe. And when they did that and did it right, it was like, oh. Yeah. And it, I think that sort of, they weren't the best at it. They were just the first at it. I, but it, it breathed like a whole new generation of uh, alt rock and grunge rock that that where, where rock people were like, we're going to have strings and we're going to bring it down real low. One of my favorite bands, uh, my favorite rock bands, Trail of Dead. You know Trail of Dead? And they'll mm-hmm. know us by the trail. No, uh-uh. they've been around forever, but they're not that. They're more like a B-list band, maybe. But they're still going like twenty years in, and they're they're on the charts, just the very bottom of the charts. But they're a legit badass band. But they they always did a lot of that, like sort of. Um, what's the other one? The post rock band everybody loves, uh, uh, Explosions in the Sky. If you know mm-hmm. them, no, okay. But they're they're a little more put together. It's still like bringing all of these like you know quieter elements strings orchestration like pretty little guitar things and then all of a sudden like loud crazy nasty heavy drums you know guitars that kind of thing nirvana just blew Mm -hmm. that up pixies maybe did it a little bit before but nirvana made that like a thing that all these bands that stone temple pilots would start doing that smashing pumpkins would start doing Pearl Jam even, I would say, although Pearl Jam kind of had, Pearl Jam and Soundgarden really kind of predate that and they had their yeah. own like bluesy uh, background to it. But even they, I think they sort of barred a little, like Chris Cornell, especially in his solo record, like, yeah, okay. It's good, dude. So it's, no, no, it's not, it's in the live room and on the other, no, you got, you're right. So, and I've said this before, the lowest low in this show is when I had to pee in the middle of an episode. I feel like if a guest has to pee, that's not even as low. And I'm waiting for the moment when it gets even lower. What do you think could happen? They could actually get it lower than me, the host, or or you could sneak off and pee and no one would even know. You haven't been saying too much. But you did do a very beautiful introduction. I thank you for that. What? (laughs) Hands in the air. Well, I don't know. I mean, I appreciate this is your first guest that you brought Yes. To the Denver rock scene, Charlotte. 
Mm-hmm. We'll say, uh, we'll let your fans know that you are here and happy about it. I don't it. have fans. <laughs> <laughs> you, I think you do. I think you really fucking do. You absolutely do. Come on, you're such a badass. You know it. You fan. I know. Look at that. Look, she's smiling away. You are though. <laughs> look at you. You fucking are. Obviously, you and this is the fir- this is the first of a million friends that you're bringing over here. So that's very nice of you. And it was a very nice introduction. I think that should be a thing. I do think I'm gonna. Um, I thought about it, and I wanted to spring it on you as I did. But I think from now on, when you have, I'm gonna ask you, and we're like, Charla, who is this beautiful, amazing person that you brought into the show? And tell us a little bit about them. <laughs> and, blah, 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 blah. Ah. and you did a great. I was just complimenting Charla on her introduction. But I didn't say Seth's last name, which is oh. Strickland. <laughs> yeah. And I wonder if he's related to Lucas. Lucas Strickland, yeah. my drummer. Uh-huh. I don't know. No, nope. no. Okay. I don't nope. think so. Well, now I know. I'm now related I'm to very few Stricklands. Yeah, and there's there's Strickland is a very common. I think Strickland. Well, I know. I've known. Se- I know more. Colorado Twitter. too. I don't know. Oh, is it a Colorado thing? Well, no, no. I've known several Strickland. I think I've they're known. just both from here. That's why Strickland. I mean, it's like Smith or something. I don't. Not as common as Smith, yeah. I guess. But I've known many, many Stricklands. Oh wow. Yeah, uh, I can think of at least two right now, and now I guess three. <laughs> uh, yeah, my my dad and I are the only two um, Caucasian Stricklands. Um, okay, is Strickland is anymore a, is in a, the family. Oh, anymore. Oh, well, my step like, well is a not no, my name? stepmom's black. It have, sounds pretty my, fucking white, man. <laughs> my stepmom's black, and uh, but no, there's a lot okay. of there's a lot of brothers last name Strickland, Strickland? In the South right. and in the city, and interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Why All right. You have to, you, well, um, what are we talking about now? I don't even know. <laughs> we're we're still we're going. We're we're at a good ish. We're a little over an hour. I mean, oh, do you you, you have anything you want to plug? Uh, so I think this probably it's maybe like a, at least a month or six weeks out or something. Mm-hmm. But do you have something ahead that you want to plug that you want to before we forget to do sure. that part of it? Yeah. I mean, we just um. So we just we hadn't put anything new out for a while, okay. um, for a long time for different reasons, and so we just we just put out our first of a bunch of singles on Halloween. Oh, um, wait, we you put, put out, out several singles on? No, Halloween? we we put well, out the first, first of one. many to and come. Now you're gonna stagger them, okay? Yeah, because that's the way to do it that now, right? Waterfall release method. Yep. That we know what. So I was just saying this to somebody else yeah. on the show that I fucking hate that. I'm a record. I, like I am too. Album, I am too. But it's the thing, so we have to do it, and now I do and, it too. And, and yeah. That's all. Uh, and I learned that lesson hard with the first record we released because I put you know $20,000 and everything I had into this record, and it's like, boom, cool. And a week later, like, what else do you have? You know, it's like, no, I just, I had this. Uh, and so now it's, um, so we released uh, a song called Squishy on Halloween, um, and it's the first, it's you know again I'm old school I, I, I it's just the first it's the first time we've put a lot of um like a campaign and an effort into the streaming stuff sure and so we're you know ten thousand ten thousand spins in um in the first few weeks which is that's, huge that's which badass. is massive well, like what, for Spotify us on- yeah oh dude, I mean it's on all the platforms but you oh, know and that's no that, no bots no pay to plays yeah, no, like no, that's no. just organic like yeah. asking people like man please dude, share this please that's still, those share are, with those everybody are impressive fucking numbers so, what do you do you have like a special internet campaign going for it or what, how are you so I just kind of followed um um 
I sort of followed the, the, the modern, you know, sort of strategy of um, get it, get it uploaded and submitted to playlists, um, yeah. you know, at That's least, at one. least a month out, six weeks yeah. out, two months, ideally. Right. Because then you can plug everybody on social media to pre-save. Like yeah. you get, and you get the little teases, you get the little yeah. 30 second teases of yeah, this, right? right. And then, you know, you get your management team is hitting the all their people dude, that makes i i noticed with me like that's where when i've done some usually covers mm -hmm. that when i get them on certain playlists i'll pitch them to playlists and oh man that you'll see but you know it, to me it doesn't end up being a lot of real dollars because it's still pretty small well, numbers but their numbers are there like and their legitimate numbers is people that end up kind of keep following and like more of that same you know yeah. it's, it playlist ads like really fucking work out yeah for streaming yeah um so yeah, so we plug so just the new stuff, and then we're gonna release. Um, I'm gonna wait till right after the holidays. So I think like maybe like the 10th of January. Or so okay. we release the next single, and, right. then, and then and then I'll go like six then. on six weeks, like maybe. for about the next year. We'll hit. Oh, oh, every six every weeks. six weeks oh, we'll release yeah, a new track. Smart dude. Smart. And um, but it's all part. It was originally part of the same. Do you have like? You guys think you have a like, physical release that has all these songs? At some yeah, point? and then I think I think Sell when we show. get yeah, um, but. Again, I've really had to adjust my paradigm, right? Because I'm very much, I'm like you, I'm, I'm an album guy. I'm old school. You know, it's, it was about making a record and the record yes. had a thing to it and yes. everything was cohesive. And, vibe. Yeah. And, and yeah. you put it on vinyl and you flip it over and, and it sort of makes sense in the way so that it goes. But that is no longer everything that, everything yeah. that, you know, I prioritize. When I was 20 years old, and I'm going to show my age here. When I was 20 years old in 1996, I got signed to an indie record label. Oh. And the way that the music business worked in 1996 and the way it works now are completely different things. Yeah. The things that I was brought up, the, the way that I was raised, that the most important thing was the music and that when you and that you that you could kick ass live. And yeah. that's what the most, right? The music right. had to kick ass and you had to kick ass live. doing it live. Yeah. Then and, you bring in fans. Yeah. And also like live, that also meant like showing up on time, not being an asshole to production. That's right. Um, you know, sense. having your shit together, knowing how to sound check, knowing yeah. how to perform, knowing yeah. your gear, being knowing efficient. monitors. Yeah. All that stuff stuff yep. stage presence everything cool outfits and yeah cool and, outfits. and the music <laughs> and kicking ass live unfortunately is so far down the priority list right now for the machine it's not yeah. to me but to, to the, talent buyers yeah. and to and not right. all of them but right. you know because it but, does more for you than them as they, an artist the live show is the last bastion of yeah. something that does something They've, for you and not them they're worried so they about they don't care about yeah. it as much they're like what sells how many tickets can you sell right we don't well, actually well, care if we'll you suck or not when you get here but can you sell get, yeah yeah no yeah. and the merch and that's why the merch is marked up so much. no dude mm -hmm. no doubt but i think that's the big push where like the live show is in some sense for a lot of people denigrated because the bigger the higher up people don't mm -hmm. make any money these bigger corporations don't make money from that mm -hmm. the venues do mm -hmm. the artist maybe does mm -hmm. they if anybody if they're skimming the top those companies so they don't care about that they want to they want they love the the albums because you can just have it all on spotify and they can just pay you pennies and like go fuck yourself <laughs> you know right well and i guess so what i'm saying is that that i've had to when it comes to releasing one at a time and getting all this traction yeah. out of it and the waterfall method right of like when it's, we release the next single so when we it. the next song we're releasing is tied so when we release tied that single release that you pre-save on spotify will actually have two songs on it because it will also have squishy one. Yeah. that we dropped the, the waterfall one. method yeah. and by inserting when you re-upload that by inserting the same drsc code 
you don't lose your spin count. So your oh, spin okay. count continues. Yeah. Right. So then and then but you get the other and one then in February, it. at the end of February when we release the next now. one, now there's gonna be three yeah. and so on and so <laughs> yeah. forth, right? I've seen man do all the time. Yes, yeah, it's and it's the trickle, the waterfall, you yeah, call it. And okay. it's so I've had to between that, I've seen that and um you know, and I'm not in it for the money. You know, Green Buddha's well, um, hopefully you know, not the Spotify money. It's no. Well, money, no, I meant dude. for I meant for shows though as well. Like so, yeah. everything, well, everything can... that I was taught when I was a kid, coming up as a musician, has changed. So I've had to change, you know, my mindset. And you know, Green Buddha is not. Uh, uh, people think it's a weed reference a lot of times, and it has nothing to do with that. It's yeah. you know, Green Buddha is about. Weedy. It's it's a you know it it's about all these things. Like it's not about me. Um, I what didn't choose then? the songs. The songs chose me. What it's was about, the name about, though? Do you know? What the, yeah. So that, yeah, it's the selfless path, and oh. and sort of um, it's about the selfless path, and and sort of the idea of um, of the oracle nature of of the creator gifting you with songs. You know, oh, it, a lot of songwriters from Bob Marley to to Bob Dylan to John Lennon. To, um, so on and so forth all really talk about you know like you didn't really write the songs it sort of come through us yeah, we're sort channeled. of chosen to deliver them sure and so you know that's what Green Buddha is about it's okay. about you know sharing Giving this yourself to the it's about I don't have a choice it chose yeah. me I didn't choose it right. and so I have to see this cool. through and and if I can figure out a way to have sustenance and shelter along the way you know that's obviously the trick because I've got to stay healthy and able to, and be able to do it but yeah. But um, it's not for it's not for fame and fortune. It's not for it's well, not for money. It's it's right. strictly because. Um, but you should be compensated. Man. Well, Come that's on. a different conversation. But yeah, yeah but Green Buddha is about you know I've been given these songs, um, and I feel like it's sort of like I don't have to understand what the end result's going to be. I just have to get it there. Yeah, and have some faith that's and whatever get there. and whatever that is in yeah. the end whatever that level of success is i'm cool with but it's also not in my control no you know well, it's not no to, and there's all this like crazy luck and everything mm -hmm. comes into play but dude you you guys are like i mean i don't know you seem very successful to me <laughs> that's <laughs> so, great yeah that's half the battle totally. right there is the uh, mind well, trick i think you know? there's this word that i keep thinking and it's funny because tomorrow we're recording this before uh thanksgiving but mm -hmm. <laughs> our shitty mm -hmm. hallmark holiday mm -hmm. to bring it back mm -hmm. around but um gratitude i mean mm -hmm. i always try to the my biggest band i play in now masuji like we can draw a crowd and we have a home base and we have people and we have a vibe and we have our set and i'm i'm like so grateful to have my little corner of the mm -hmm. universe even just a tiny one i feel like i have such gratitude for and you guys mm -hmm. have you know certainly have a universe you know so I think gratitude always in those kind of things is a is a great yeah. thing. And and I the more so. you the more you feel that way and exert that way, I think it kind of there's some karma like it sort of gravitates to you. I mean, if it doesn't, it doesn't. But a lot of times it does. Yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because I've really you know recently um, um, in the last few months had have have gotten to a point with it where I've I've had to come to terms and say, okay, you know. Um, if I'm, you know, if I'm working in a positive mindset and if I'm constantly thinking about, you know, what it is we're not doing or what we're not achieving, that's sort of what I'm manifesting is what I'm not achieving. Right. And right. so I've had to change right. my mindset and say, you know, I am successful am now. I, yes. I am a touring musician. I may not be touring as much as I want to. And I am a successful musician that is now. And if, if you sort of detach from like what, 
what somebody else's idea or what our society's idea of what that success looks like, you know, um, then it's a lot more sort of freeing and liberating to be like, you know what, this is, and the success, the quote unquote success of Green Buddha will be what it is. Your Um, own self-actualization. Yeah, and and I don't really have, it's not really up to me. You know, it's just up to me to, it's up to me to do my diligence as an artist and it's yeah. up to me to, to you know, um, to respect um, the investment and intention that people put into the project with me. But um, but I've had to let go of the trappings of like, oh, I'm supposed to be playing this many shows a year. I'm supposed to be there. Yeah. I'm, I'm supposed to be on no, this thing or, right. you know, can I please play Red Rocks before I'm 50? You know, like, sure. you know, these sorts of things. Well, I've can. had to really let go of you them. You can, Seth. It's just at like yeah. 9 a.m. on Tuesday. Yeah, you know, right. <laughs> they'll right, let right, you get right. up there, buddy. In January. No, yeah, I know. Yeah, totally. Because I I, mean, oh, I played Red Rocks like you did. Really? Okay. <laughs> you know, but yeah. it's, dude, it, it's, that's a, so one, my favorite band, one of my very favorite rock bands still to this day, and they're kind of back from hiatus, is the Mars Volta. And I'm not going to, mm-hmm bring up the craziness of Charlotte's rolling her eyes with the Mars Volta show. But um, they didn't, they, they thought they're so big. They sold out the mission ballroom the year before they thought they had become so big through decades Mm -hmm. of work. Sure. That they could play red rocks and they did play red rocks and we went there, but like it was undersold. Like it didn't, they didn't. Uh So red rocks is a hard to, you know, um, we saw Beck was the time before that. Like legendary people, you know, have a hard time necessarily filling that place out. Yeah. It's, it's a tricky venue, but it's so fucking cool. It's I mean, so beautiful. I, yeah, I wasn't having aspirations of our ticket sales. I just like to be first of first of four or first of five bands on, you know, these American reggae tours. That, yeah, yeah, that, dude. You know. Well, that's, I think, I mean, there's tons of shows there. That's why I made that. I'm half yeah. joking about the like 9 a.m. on the block. Like, I, there, I do know a lot of people that played Red Rocks that are just, but they, they weren't, you know, they weren't headlining some huge right. uh, sellout thing. Yeah. Hey, you I, played the artist market. Fuck yeah. That artist and market was great. The after it was great. party. It was yeah. beautiful. So, uh, and I mean, again, yeah. like Basically you're saying, it's, just, it's the self actualization. It's like seeing the reality of it is, it, it, it if it's right, that's what gives you that I, good feeling. I, I mean, it's, you know, um, with my therapist, <laughs> asked, you know, what, what does that success look like? What does, um, you know, and, and really, um, you know, it would be nice to get to a point someday where I actually do make a living just from working in music, right? Yeah. And maybe that's other dynamics than just just this band. Maybe that's you know, yeah, there's um, lots of ways. Production to do that. manager a couple of nights a week at the venue, yeah, like whatever it sure, is, right? For sure. But also, really, I just want to work while I'm in my prime to be working and share that energy. Again, the purpose of what, you know, green Buddha stands for is that exchange of energy with the audience of, you know, um, if, if my, if the music I've been gifted with is, is speaking to those people that are receiving it. And, and, you know, and the first time that the first time that you look out into a crowd and you see complete strangers you've never met before, and they're singing along to your music. I mean, the first time that happened to me, with green buddha i remember just thinking like how blessed am i yeah you know right. and there, that's, that's what it's like about gratitude that's what it's about Fuck right there yeah, man so for me it's really just being able to do that while i'm healthy and yes. able to to really do that for as many years Damn. as i can um you know whether that's whether that's touring in you know 600 person rooms or 6,000 person rooms you know again at I don't. Well, I don't whatever. know that that matters. Yeah, no, it's the to love. me. You know, yeah, it's it's the doing it and um 
and um and uh yeah it's the doing it fuck you know? yeah dude yeah. no i feel you 100 percent on that all right now i have to well, piss thank, and we've thank been you like well, an thank hour you for half. having me fuck yeah thank dude. you for Seth, having me this was awesome yeah. i'll give you a hug give yeah hug. this is you've been listening to the denver rock scene with yes. michael and <laughs> seth and sharla yeah. thanks bro it was great oh, thank you so much for coming out of course yeah